Welcome to Small Business All Figured Out, the Tax Bite Edition. These tax bites are created for you, the individual taxpayer, to give you tax tips and tools to help you prepare for tax time 2020. The Tax Bite Edition is hosted by registered tax agents and CPAs, Cheryl Cole and Corinne Cole. We'd like to let you know that all the advice that you're hearing in this podcast episode is general in nature. If you would like something more specific to you and your particular circumstances, you're welcome to contact us. Welcome to episode seven. This is another special episode of Small Business All Figured Out Tax Bites. These special Tax Bite episodes will be happening in the lead up to tax time 2020 to help you prepare for tax time and get the inside scoop as to what you can and can't claim on tax and what documentation you need to ensure that your claims hold up in an ATO audit. That's right, Corinne. And although this entire podcast is produced with the small business owner in mind, a small business owner is still going to need to prepare at some point an individual tax return. And what we talk about in the Tax Bite episodes will be just as relevant to you as it is to an individual taxpayer who is not a business owner. So you may want to share these episodes with family or friends or even staff who work in your business as they will likely be lodging an individual tax return. So remember, if you like this episode and think someone else you know will get value out of it, please go ahead and share it. You can find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So Cheryl, this episode is all about negative gearing and some listeners may know what it is, but many may not. That's right. So negative gearing, it's a term that you've probably heard before. But what exactly is it? Does it only relate to investment properties or can it be achieved with other investment types? And is it something that you can benefit from? So in this episode, our podcast is going to talk about the concepts of all types of gearing, including negative gearing, neutral gearing and positive gearing. Okay, so firstly, Cheryl, what does negative gearing actually mean in a financial sense? So gearing itself, the word gearing, it actually means borrowing a sum of money to purchase an asset. And in this case, we're talking about the acquisition of property. So in the context of investment properties, it's important that you understand the differences between a negative, a neutral and a positively geared property before you purchase and finance your investment property. So now what we'll do is is go through the different types of gearing. So Corinne, can you explain the concept of negative gearing? Yeah, so negative gearing occurs where the total annual tax deductible expenses incurred on your investment property are more than the total annual rental income received. And under current Australian tax laws, you can actually offset this loss against other income or profits you've made in a given financial year. So negative gearing is a strategy that can be applied to a range of assets. It's not just restricted to property investment. So for example, you can actually negatively gear a share portfolio. And while many taxpayers choose to negatively gear share investments, uh, residential property remains probably the key asset type that most commonly is negatively negatively geared by Australians. Okay. So now let's go over positive gearing. What 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 does that actually mean? 
Okay, so as soon as the rental income covers the outgoings on an investment property, including interest costs of borrowing, it becomes positively geared. And this will result in a profit being made on the investment property. And this profit is treated as taxable income in your tax return. So while some taxpayers purposely invest in property that's negatively geared, some investors do consider it better to make a profit on their investment properties and they're happy to pay the tax on that profit rather than make a loss and received an increased tax refund or a reduced tax liability. Okay. And and finally, let's talk about neutral gearing and explain what that is. Well, now that we've explained what negative and positive gearing is, it follows that neutral gearing is obviously where your rental income covers the expenses or the outgoings of the investment property. And in this instance, you're not making a profit that's taxable, but nor are you making a loss that is tax deductible. And is this an ideal scenario? Well, possibly. It really depends on the ultimate capital growth of the investment property. And in the absence of any capital growth, arguably, you may not have lost money whilst holding the property, but the question is, could you have achieved a greater return on your capital had it been invested elsewhere? So that's something to think about. Mm, Definitely. So let's now discuss when negative gearing is actually beneficial. So negative gearing is beneficial only where the total return on the investment the capital growth and the yield is greater than the total costs of holding the property. So how can you estimate the capital growth and yield? Well, the truth is it's difficult. You'll need to do some research. Like any prediction of the future, there's no real way of knowing for certain what will happen. And I'll be honest, it is a bit of a gamble. You can look at past performance as a guide and recent trends in certain areas for certain property, but be sure that your sources of information are credible as there are a lot of biased uh, publishers of information out there about property investment. So Cheryl, why do people want to negatively gear properties? Yeah, so this strategy is popular because of the tax implications. So tax losses that arise from an investment property that is negatively geared can usually reduce and investors' other taxable income, resulting in lower annual income tax bills. Or another way of looking at it is an increase in their tax refund. So the tax savings that are generated can actually be diverted, at least partially, to fund the investment property. So where you're making losses on it, you're saving tax and maybe increasing your tax refund, which then people reinvest that sort of tax that's come back to them into the property to cover cover other expenses. And in other words, the tax that's saved by all that negative gearing will contribute towards but ordinarily won't exceed the investment expenses. So basically, this means that there are some slight tax advantages to losing money on a rental property. It's really important, though, to understand that you don't receive a tax refund that's equal to your rental loss that you incur. And this often comes as a surprise to some taxpayers who aren't clear on how the tax law and the tax return works. So what actually happens is the tax that's withheld on your wage and salary, for example, is reduced by an amount equal to your effective marginal tax rate multiplied by the excess of deductible expenses over over your investment income. Okay, Cheryl, can we just simplify that a little bit? It just sounds a little bit complex for our listeners. It does. Um, So a simpler way of thinking about it is that 
the tax loss incurred on an investment property has the same effect on your overall tax refund as any other tax deduction would. So, for example, you earned $20,000 in rent. Mm -hmm. Your total deductions that you can claim against it equals $25,000. You've made a $5,000 rental loss. Your tax refund is not going to be $5,000. It's going to be the same as putting a $5,000 expense into your tax return and getting a portion of it back. Yeah, relative to your marginal rate of tax. Correct. Okay. So Cheryl, is it better to negatively or positively gear a property? The answer to that question really depends on a number of factors. And those factors are, for example, negative gearing to financially benefit you in the long term. You must be investing in a property in a time of rising house prices or good capital growth. During a time of global economic uncertainty, betting on capital gains from property can be risky. Mm. Negative gearing is better suited to taxpayers earning incomes in the higher income tax brackets. And the reason being is that those brackets give the biggest tax breaks. So in lower tax brackets, the benefits of negative gearing are considerably reduced. Okay. And the strategy of negative gearing to acquire property relies on the tax law staying it is, as it is and not having these changes that are potentially happening. Yes, around the time of the last election, there was a bit of uncertainty about what would happen with negative gearing and it was a common concern Correct. raised by uh, clients yes. that we've been dealing with. Yeah, Definitely. So another common question that people have about um, rental investments is depreciation on their investment property. So can you tell us more about that, Corinne? Yes. So when it comes to investment property in terms of negative gearing and tax effectiveness, the ideal position is to be negatively geared for tax purposes, but cash flow positive in reality. So how is this position achieved? It's achieved by taking full advantage of the tax deductible depreciation allowances permitted under the current Australian tax laws. So what is depreciation? It's a non-cash expense that you can deduct as an expense in your tax return. And ideally what you're aiming for is to have the non-cash depreciation expense cause your property to be negatively geared. So what does this mean exactly? It means that you want to purchase a property where the rental income is covering the cash outgoings of the property. So your rental income is covering your council rates, insurance, mortgage interest, and so on. And you'll have the depreciation expense, which is a non-cash deduction, create the loss in your tax return. Remembering that depreciation is not actually a cash expense coming out of your pocket. It's just an on paper expense. But it's important to note that in light of some changes to property tax depreciation laws in recent years, your eligibility to claim depreciation will depend on the characteristics of the property you've purchased or you're intending to purchase. So we do recommend that you speak with your accountant about this if you're unsure of how depreciation might work for your property. And of course, if you don't have an accountant or you're looking for an accountant, you can always get in touch with us. Okay. So how is investment property depreciation actually calculated or how do we get the figure? Right. So the allowable tax deduction for depreciation, both structural and fixtures and fittings, is worked out by a licensed quantity surveyor. The licensed quantity surveyor's job is to estimate the costs of the construction and supply you 
as the owner of the property with a report that details the depreciation figures spanning the depreciable life of the property. But be careful which quantity surveyor you choose to prepare your depreciation report because in our years of experience, we've found that some do a more thorough job than others. And this is important because the goal here is to ensure that you're maximising your tax savings. So if you'd like a recommendation for a great quantity surveyor who's really thorough, uh, you're welcome to get in touch with us. Awesome. And we'll put yeah. you on to them. And it's also important to know that your property likely won't remain negatively geared forever. So at some point, the rental income received is going to exceed the expenses that you're incurring on the property, particularly when your interest re- your interest expense reduces as you're paying down the principal loan and when the depreciation reduces or ends altogether because the biggest expense is usually your interest expense and your depreciation. So when they start to reduce, you're finding that you're positively geared. That's right. That's when you might actually have a profit that is taxable and that will add on to your other taxable income in your tax return. Correct, yes. So is it possible to access the cash flow benefits of negative gearing during the year instead of having to wait until tax time when you do your tax return? Yes, so in some circumstances it might be appropriate for a taxpayer to access the cash flow benefits of their negatively geared property during the year, rather than having to wait until after 30 June when they'd ordinarily be able to prepare and lodge their individual tax return. So to do this, you need to apply for an income tax variation with the ATO. And an income tax variation legally instructs your employer to reduce the amount of tax withheld from your wage and salary income. So this results in an increased take-home net pay that you see in your bank account every week or fortnight, which means you're effectively accessing the cash flow benefit of your negatively geared property throughout the financial year. And this means that your tax refund may be very tiny or negligible because any excess tax refund that you ordinarily would have got at the end of the year has been paid to you during the year by by way of an increased take home pay. That's right. So an income tax variation does really need to be lodged by a certain or submitted to the ATO by a certain date each year so that you get the full benefit because it only lasts for that one year. They don't continue on at that rate. That's right. Uh, So you do have to keep resubmitting that form each year or it will revert back to your normal um, tax withholding rates. Correct. Yep. So that wraps up this Tax Bites special episode and thanks again for joining Cheryl and I and we hope that this episode has given you some understanding of what negative gearing is. Listen out for future Tax Bites episodes as we'll be diving deeper into specific tax deductions that you might be interested in knowing more about, particularly if you believe they might be relevant to your tax return. And if you're looking for a new tax agent to help you with your 2020 income tax return or perhaps you've fallen behind and need to get back up to date, take a moment to visit our website at platinumaccounting.com.au where you can join our email list to get our best tax tips. No clutter, just the useful stuff. And again, if you like this episode and you think someone else you know will get value out of it, please go ahead and share it. And remember to tell them that you can listen to Small Business All Figured Out and our Tax Bites wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening and bye for now.